Our pastor has given us a little acronym to remember. Our name of the church is HOPE, H-O-P-E, Helping Others Prepare for Eternity. As I said last week and I say again this morning, let's forget about others just for a few moments. For the next 40 minutes, could we forget about others and think about ourselves? Helping ourselves prepare for eternity. If you don't prepare, how can you prepare others? You can't. So this morning, we want to help ourselves prepare for eternity. I've got two questions for you this morning. Question number one How many brought your Bibles with you this morning? <laughs> now, when I used to pastor, I'd ask that question, and I would say probably 90% of the hands would go up. But you know, that's okay, because I don't generally bring my Bible to church either. But let me ask you the next question. How many got a cell phone? Let me see. Hold those cell phones up. Now, what I want you to do with this cell phone, I want you to Google Psalms 27. Would you do that? Because we're going to be looking at Psalms 27 this morning. I don't necessarily say I like to preach. I've preached for 35 years. And to be honest with you, I really don't miss it. But what I do miss is the studying of God's Word. Now don't get me wrong, I have devotions every day. I read my Bible every day. But I really don't get into it like I would if I was to prepare a message. And this week, last three weeks, I should say, I've been really diving into Psalms 27. How many know that we need strength for the battle? How many know that we have an enemy? How many know that if we are not strengthened, our failure is about to come? So as we look at Psalms chapter 27 this morning, I want you to remember... Helping ourselves prepare for eternity. Now, I do not have to confess weakness, for the Lord is the strength of my life. Can you say amen? amen? Too many times we look at the weakness instead of the strength. And I believe that if we look at the strength that God has given to us, we will look past the weakness and overcome that which is coming against us. Daily, we are in a battle. Slide number two. Slide number two talks about who partners with us. Now, why do we need a partner? Well, we need a partner because Psalms chapter 27 gives us a whole list of enemies that we have. Look at Psalms chapter 27, verse number one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Notice verse number one. Enemy number one is fear. Enemy number two is being afraid. Look at verse number two. It talks about the wicked. It talks about the enemy. It talks about our foes. Look at verse number three. Though a host should encamp around about me. There's a host of enemy that encamps around about us. Do you have your spiritual armor on? Do you have your reward that God has given to you? Faith is the victory that overcomes what? The world. And we basically have three enemies. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Look at verse number 5 of Psalms chapter 27. Verse number 5 says we're going to have trouble. Don't be surprised if you have trouble. Expect trouble, but also expect God to give you victory over trouble. Amen. Look at verse number 6. Enemies surrounded me. Verse number 11 talks about enemies once again. Verse number 12 talks about enemies, false witnesses, and cruelty. Yes, we have an enemy. As a result of that, we can know that we also have a partner. God is omnipotent, all-powerful. With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are 
possible. Not only is he omnipotent, but he's omnipresent. Think of that. Wherever you are, wherever you go, whatever time it is, God is present with you. He's also omniscient. He knows all things. He knows before trouble comes that trouble is coming. He doesn't, or he isn't surprised by anything. But he knows what is going to come our way. Now my question is this. How do we transfer God's strength to us? If God is omniscient, if God is omnipresent, if God is omnipotent, how do we transfer that power, that presence, that knowledge into our life? Look at verse number 4, Psalms 27, verse number 4. One thing I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. I'm old-fashioned. I'm old. Therefore, I'm using the King James Version. So some of these words may not be found in your translation, but if you Google Psalms 27, King James Version, bam, you'll have it. Right in your pocket or right in your hand. Notice what the psalmist said. I desire, I seek after. Those are two pretty strong words, aren't they? I desire. What do you desire? I seek after. What do you seek after? Notice two things in this verse. God's presence and God's house. God's house is a very, very fine house. And as a result of his house, you know, when they built the Old Testament tabernacle, it was a place where God dwelt. But it was a temporary thing. Then Solomon built the temple. It was a place that represented God's presence. In the New Testament, the temple is our body. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Our body inhabits God's presence. But David said, I desire and I seek after God's presence and God's house. Go back just one chapter to Psalms 26, and I'll read verse number 8 and verse number 12. Verse number 8 says, The Lord, I have loved thy habitation of thy house. Lord, I love your habitation. I love your house. Verse number 12, My foot standeth in an even place. In the congregation will I bless the Lord. Congregation. That's what we are. It's important that we decide to set aside one day a week to come into the house of the Lord to worship and to praise His name together. God calls Himself to this purpose of seeking Him. Verse number 8 of Psalms chapter 27, When thou sayest, Seek thou my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. The Lord is the strength of my life. Amen? And as a result of that, we don't have to fear evil or the evil one. Those who seek God's face and choose to dwell in God's presence are given a promise and are given an assurance. The promise is found in verse number 9 of chapter 27. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. Thou hast been my help. The promise is he'll never forsake us. Verse number 9. Then we have a reason for hope. The reason for hope is found in verses 13 and 14. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Where are we going to see the goodness of God? In the land of the living, right where we are. Wait on the Lord, 
Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So we have assurance. We have a promise. Slide number three. I will seek the Lord's strength. In the next couple of verses, or in this chapter, I guess I could see one, two, three, four, five, six different things. First of all, I see a need. Then I see that we can have confidence. Then I see that strength is ours. Then again, he picks up that word confidence. Then he talks about if we have confidence, we're going to have success. And if we have success, not only are we going to be an encouragement to ourselves, but we can be an encouragement to others. I will seek the Lord's strength. Look at verse number one. Verse number one says this, and we're going to be referring to these verses time and time again. So keep that Psalms 27 in your hand, if you would, please. We see a threefold need. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Notice the threefold need. He needs light. He needs salvation. He needs strength. What does light do? Light illuminates your pathway. God's word is a lamp unto our feet. What does salvation do? It rescues us. What does strength do? It preserves us. So he shows us, he delivers us, he keeps us. We used to sing the chorus, he saves, he keeps, he satisfies. Well, he still does that. And verse number one tells us that we have a need for him because he's our light, he's our salvation, he's our strength. As a result of that, we can have confidence. We have confidence in times of trouble. Look at verse number two. When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and fall. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Confidence is a wonderful thing. Confidence is made of what we believe in and who we believe in. Notice a fourfold confidence in these verses. We can have confidence in affliction and sickness. Verse number two, confidence. We can have confidence in trouble. We can have confidence in warfare. There's a war going on. There's a war after your body. There's a war after your soul. There's a war after your spirit. When I was in Vietnam, I wrote a scripture on my steel pot, and the scripture was this. Isaiah chapter 41, verse number 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. On our steel pot, we had a little elastic band that went around it, and a lot of people put different things on it, but I put Isaiah 41.10. And I believe that scripture was my strength and my help in my time of need. And it's still effective today, praise God. So in warfare, whether it's spiritual warfare or whether it's a battle of the mind, in this, verse number 2, will I be confident. Be confident. What are we to be confident in? Look at verse number 1 again. Let's get back there. Psalms 27. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my strength. You can be confident in those three things. If we have confidence, it's going to produce strength. Strength comes from who? Verse number one, the Lord is my strength. Now, strength will produce something. 
I see three things that it can produce. Probably a lot more than that, but three things I wrote down. Number one, it produces protection. Look at verse number five. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. When trouble comes, we need strength. And strength comes from protection. He'll hide us. Maybe that's the time when we begin to pray and fast. Maybe that's the time when we begin to meditate on what our next move is going to be. But when he gives us strength, because we have confidence, it produces protection. Protection will produce praise. Look at verse number 6. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle. Tabernacle. Congregation. Place of worship. Place where people gather. I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yeah, I will sing praises unto the Lord. So therefore, we need to praise him. Then we see that we need to be obedient. Verse number 8. When thou sayest, seek thou my face, my heart saith unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Obedience. Now if we just reverse those three things, if we have obedience, it's going to produce praise and it's going to produce protection. The choice is ours. I will or I will not. David said, I will. It's easy to say I will, but it's a little harder to follow through on the I will. That's where we need God's help and strength. I do not have to fear weakness because I know that God is the source of my strength. Slide number four. Strength comes from confidence. Trust in God produces confidence in battle. When you trust in God, when you trust in what is surrounding you, it gives you confidence. When I was in Vietnam, I was an infantryman. And we were out in the jungle or in the rice paddy or in the rubber plantations all the time. But we had confidence. I had confidence in those who were with me. I had confidence in my platoon, in my squad. I had confidence in the U.S. military. It supplied us with unlimited amount of ammunition. Oh, there was many times when we ran out of ammunition, but there was always some artillery coming in. Or there was gunships coming in. Or there was a helicopter coming in resupplying us. We had confidence. Confidence gave us much strength. And that's what we lived for when we were over there. We didn't have confidence in the enemy because we knew that the enemy was weak. But the enemy broke through many times and we lost the year I was there in my battalion. We lost 139 men. What a sad story that is. But I had confidence in the Lord. I put on my steel pot. Fear thou not, for thou art with me. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will help thee. I will strengthen thee. I will uphold thee. And that was my manna. That was my sea rations for every day. As a result, I had an opportunity to pray with many of my fellow soldiers. But we can't have confidence. Trust in God produces confidence in the battle. Look at verse number 3. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise up against me, this will I be confident. Confident. Confidence produces success. S-U-C-C-E-S-S. That's the way you spell success. Put them up. Put them up. Put them up, Ronnie. And the other side said, air ball, air ball. <laughs> success. 
we all like to be successful, don't we? Success produces something. Look at verse number 11 and 12. Teach me thy way, O God, and lead me in the path because of my enemies. Deliver me not over to the will of my enemies, for false witness has arisen up against me, and such as breathe his cruelty. cruelty. Success. Success in battle. Success. God gives us success. We can trust in God. And as a result of trust, it produces encouragement. The last two verses, here's David's encouragement. I had fainted. I had fainted. You ever been there? I had fainted. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Three things in these two verses. Verse number 13, believe. Verse number 14, wait. Verse number 14, work. Be of good cheer. Slide number five. Strength comes from healthy choices. We've got to make healthy choices every day. Do I drive 80 miles an hour or do I drive 50 miles an hour? I think everybody coming to church this morning was driving 45 miles an hour on old 27. I passed three cars. And then I still got here too early. So what was the purpose of all that rush? There was none. But we make choices. Every day we make choices. And our strength will come from what choices we make. Now there's six I wills in chapter 27. Six of them. Underline them or, or put them in your note mind. Number one. Verse number three. I will be confident. Sometimes we just got to speak that. In this will I be confident. You ever talk to yourself? I think we ought to talk positive to ourselves because too many times we talk negative about ourselves. Instead of charging our battery, we strain it. In this will I be confident. I will be confident. The second I will is found in verse number four. I will seek. I will dwell. I will inquire. Read verse number four again. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. I will seek, I will dwell, I will inquire. Where? In the house of the Lord. Where? In his temple. He has a place just for you and I. And it's within us. I will seek after. What are the results? Verse number five. In the time of trouble he will hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. So there's protection. If we seek, if we dwell, if we inquire in his temple, there is protection. Protection comes along with victory. How many like victory? Verse number six. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies. That's a wonderful truth. We can be above looking down. It's easier looking down. You can see things better. And it will produce victory. The third I will is found in verse number 6. Verse number 6 says, And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies. Therefore will I, will I offer. What is he going to offer? He's going to offer sacrifices of joy. In a minute, we're going to go read a little bit about Jehoshaphat. An enemy was approaching him. 
He was fearful because his army was not as strong as the enemy's army. But God said, don't worry. I've got everything under control. Notice what it says here. I will offer the sacrifice. You may not be walking in victory. You may not have victory over affliction or in the battle. But you can offer a sacrifice. A sacrifice of joy. Joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Notice something else. Verse number 6. I will sing. I will sing. Have you ever sang in the midst of turbulence? We can sing. Notice what else we can do in verse number 6. We can praise. God, I thank you that you know all about my situation. You're our omnipotent. Therefore, your power is greater than the power that comes against me. You are omniscient. You know my next step, O Lord, and I'm putting my trust in you. Never let me be ashamed. You are omnipresent. Oh God, my strength comes from you because I choose to make healthy decisions. And the sixth one is found in verse number eight. I will seek. When thou sayest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Seek. If you seek, you're going to find. If you knock, the door is going to be open. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. God hasn't forsaken you, we read a few minutes ago. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. But sometimes he leaves us just by ourselves so that we can be strengthened within in the inner man. Slide number six. Here's the time when we're going to do a selfie. Got your phone? Huh? Got your phone? Everybody take a selfie. All right. You guys think I'm joking? Huh? We're, we're selfie people, aren't we? Selfie. Well, selfie, let's go back to Psalms chapter 23. I want you to notice something in Psalms chapter 23. He uses the word I, my, me. I, my, me. I, my, me. I, my, me. Sixteen times in Psalms 23. I really never realized that until I was reading it the other day. And, you know, when I study, I normally look for words that repeat itself time and time again in a passage. If there's a phrase that repeats itself time again, I'll underline it. And I began to look at this as I read Psalms 23, which all of us know by heart. But 16 times it talks about self. We're a selfie people. I, my, me. I is found in verse number one, verse number four, verse number four, verse number six. My is found in verse number one, verse number three, verse number five, verse number five, verse number six. Me, me, me. Everybody say me. You're all smiling. <laughs> I finally got you to smile. Took me a little while, but we got there. Me. Can you say me without smiling? Me, 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 me. Who wants to go to work today? Me, me. Who wants breakfast this morning? Me, me, me. David's confidence becomes our confidence. Slide number seven. Strength comes from confidence. Confidence in who? In the Almighty God. Now let's go back to. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse number 20. Second Chronicles 20, 20. Talking about confidence, talking about faith, talking about battle, talking about victory, talking about weakness, talking about God who will never forsake us. Jehoshaphat found himself in a situation that he could not handle. When we have faith in God or when we trust in God, God's ability and God's promise becomes our ability 
and our promise. There was God's ability that brought victory to Judah that day. He had confidence, assurance, and trust in God's word. I, my, me. For this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Jehoshaphat had faith in God, and it produced something. Look at verse number 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse number 20. And they rose early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness of Tekoa. And there went Jehoshaphat and stood and said, Hear me, O Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. We all want to do two things. We all want to be established. We all want to prosper. Now in a minute we're going to talk about this prophet who spoke a word of encouragement to the people. And Jehoshaphat heard the prophet and he acted upon the prophet and he said if you want to be established and if you want to prosper, if you want to win this battle, you got to believe what the prophets have to say. Now it produced something. It produced faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. God's word will build you in the faith. There's a lot of unseen things around us, but God sees it. So therefore, if we have faith, it's the evidence of things hoped for. Now, what did Jehoshaphat do? Number one, he sought help. Verses 3 and 4 talks about Jehoshaphat sought help. He sought help from God. Good place to start with. And then we see that he sought help from Judah. Not only was he going to proclaim a fast, but he called Judah together to fast. He said this in verse number four, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all their cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. They came from everywhere to do one thing, to fast and to seek the Lord. So Jehoshaphat was wise in the fact that not only did he know that he needed to fast. He was the leader. But he needed his people also to fast. Then we have a testimony. Look at verse number 6. Verse number 6 says, And said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? He was asking some questions of God, which he knew the answer to. God is the ruler of the kingdoms, and there is none who can withstand him. Verse number 7 talks about the faithfulness of God. Art thou not our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gave it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? We can't be driven out of this land because you gave this promise to us forever. God has given us a promise, and it's called eternal life. The Bible says that he'll never take eternal life from you, but you've got to make a choice. I will serve the Lord, or I will not serve the Lord. The choice is ours. Jehoshaphat came before the Lord and he sought help. He had a testimony. God, you're almighty. God, you're faithful. Now, Lord, give me faith to believe. Look at verse number 9. And when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment or pestilence or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence For thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction. Then wilt thou hear and help. Faith to believe. 
They came to the house, the house of the Lord. It's important for us to gather on the first day of the week. Come to the house. We've had afflictions. We've had battles during the week. And it's important for us to come to gather to sing praises to his name, to worship him, to bring our supplications before him. God, you're almighty, and there's power in the house. Oh, not that there isn't power when we're out in the field or when we're out doing our, our activities because he lives within us. But there's something about believers gathering together. Faith to believe. Notice verse number 9. When trouble comes, here comes H&H. Help. He hears. Because he hears, he helps. Never be ashamed to tell him what you have need of. It's for you. It's for me. God has given us promises that will not fail. Faith to see the unseen. If we would go back to Romans chapter 4, verses 20 and 21, it talks about Abraham's faith. It said that faith sees the invisible. Faith walks in the spirit and not in the flesh. Faith calls those things which are not as though they were. Faith staggers not at the promises of God, but is strong in faith, giving glory to God. Faith is fully persuaded. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith sees the unseen. Slide number eight. The fifth thing that we see in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse number 20, is faith the weight upon the Lord. Verse number 13 says this, And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, with their wife, and with their children. They stood before the Lord, and they waited upon the Lord. The waiting produced a prophecy. As they were gathered together, as Jehoshaphat called for a fast for himself and for the people of Judah, they came from every village. They came to the tabernacle. They were waiting upon the Lord. Husbands, wives, children. And then all of a sudden, here comes a prophecy. Look at verses 14 and 15. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, the son of Methaniah, a Levite, the son of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord. I guess it was pretty important for us to know the, the genealogy of this prophet. But notice, the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And here's what the prophet said. And he said, Hearken ye all Judea and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, Thus saith the Lord your God, Be not afraid or dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Battle is not yours but God's. They heard the prophet. And here's what Jehoshaphat said. If you believe the prophet, two things are going to happen. You're going to be established and you're going to prosper. So as we go on, we find out that they acted upon this prophecy. Verse number 6. They went. Someone once said, deal with the problem. Don't deny it. How many times do we deny that we have a problem and it never goes away? Deal with it. It's harder to deal with it than to deny it. Lord, I confess I'm a sinner. That's hard to do. But it's necessary for us to do. So they dealt with the problem. They didn't deny it. And as a result, there was a great time of praise and worship. Verse number 18. Then they sang a praise. Jehoshaphat said, all right, praise team, praise choir. I want you to march in front of the army and I want you to begin praising the Lord. So they went out to battle. They were praising the Lord. And as a result, their praise brought victory. 
in the midst of your trial. Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> Don't worry. Do praise. When you begin to praise, what happens? You forget about your problem. And you concentrate on God. Wow. Try it. You might like it. And you might do it again. Praise will always bring the victory. Slide number nine. I don't have to confess weakness, for the Lord is the strength of my life. Have you ever felt like giving up? Have you ever felt weak? Have you ever felt like you're not sufficient? Have you ever felt used and misused? Have you ever felt worn out? Have you ever felt stressed? Yes, we all have those emotions. That's why we need to give our emotions to the Lord. The battle of our emotions, the battle of the mind. These times, when you feel like giving up, when you're weak and not sufficient, used and abused, worn out and stressed, begin to praise the Lord. In the midst of your battle, begin to praise the Lord. Your emotions will change daily, but God's Word never changes. Let's review just for a moment Jehoshaphat. What did he do? What made him an overcomer? Jehoshaphat was faced with one of the greatest crises in his life. What did he do? Number one, he sought the Lord through fasting. Number two, he gathered others to pray and fast with him. Number three, he confessed his helplessness. Number four, he obeyed the Holy Spirit. Number five, he put his trust in the Lord, in the Word of God. Number six, he gave thanks to the Lord. And last of all, he said, the battle's not mine, it is the Lord's. Slide number 10. The Bible tells us that they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And I want us just to focus on that just for a moment this morning. Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 31, we all know it. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. But there's some powerful verses right before chapter, or verse number 31. Look at verse number 28. Hast thou not known... Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, feigneth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. We see here the need to know. We need to know that. What do we need to know? That he is everlasting, that he's the creator, that he faints not, that he gives strength to the weary. We need to know that there's no searching of his understanding. And then there's a promise to receive. If we know that, there's a promise to receive. Verse number 29. He giveth power to the faint. Do you feel faint this morning? He gives power to the faint. And then there's a promise to remember. Not only is there a promise to receive, but there's a promise to remember. Verse number 29 goes on to say this. Where are we at? And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Think about that. You feel like you got no might? Bible says you'll increase your strength. So there is a need to know the power of God. There's a promise to receive. There's a promise to remember. And then here's a human reminder. Verse number 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Waiting will recharge your battery. We're not very good at waiting, are we? Some of you, since you've been in here, your battery is dead. No power left. You're going to have to recharge it. What about a power tool? Just about the time you're putting in that last leg screw to 
on your deck, power tool goes. That's why you buy a power tool with two batteries instead of just one. And I guess we don't have two batteries for this, so we'll have to charge it as soon as we get to our car. Waiting requires time. We don't have plenty of time, but we all got time. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I want us to skip the slide number 12. And I'm going to ask if the praise team would come up. And, and I want you to sing that number two course. It was a psalm. And I googled it while you were singing it. And here's what it says. Psalms chapter 41, I believe it is. A psalm of David. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower for my enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of the or the covert of thy wings. As we sing this, and as I get ready to prepare, let me just say a couple of my couple of things in conclusion. We have a need. We have a need for physical strength. There are some here this morning that need a touch in body. Our God is able. You might say, well, I prayed about this before and nothing happened. That's okay. Wait. They that wait upon the Lord. God has a perfect timing for everything. Wait. There may be some this morning who have a battle within their mind and they can't seem to clear things. You need spiritual strength to overcome the, the mind. Zachariah said, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. God wants to do something in our lives this morning. Would you stand with me? You might need physical strength. You might need spiritual strength. You might need emotional strength. I don't know where you are, but God knows where you are. You can begin to sing anytime you're ready, Roger, and I'll probably talk a little bit.